Hey guys, welcome to The Slice. I'm your host, Casey Funderburg, and this podcast is all about Tennessee football and giving you a slice of the players' and coaches' lives that you might not always get to see, or in this case, hear. To kick off season two, we're getting to know more about head coach Josh Heupel. Excited to do my very best for the state of Tennessee every single day. I promise you that our staff will do the exact same thing, and I promise you that we're going to embark on, on going to become what we're capable of as, fo- as a football program day by day and go chase championships and win those championships. You'll get to hear about his time playing at Oklahoma, his coaching journey and how he ended up here at Tennessee, and his family. Today's episode is sponsored by Tennessee's Bank, First Horizon, proud to be the official bank of the Vols. I would like to welcome in our first guest of season two of The Slice head coach, Josh Heupel. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me in today. Well, thank you for taking some time with us. Now, I know you've only been in Knoxville for a week. You haven't gotten to do much, but have you gotten to do anything outside of this facility? The city looks beautiful uh, as you're driving into the office uh, when it's pitch dark and and uh, the same when you're leaving the office. Nah, it, uh it's beautiful uh, staying in a uh, uh, downtown area and, and uh, seems like a, a great community and, and some unique uh, things that uh, are here in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Has anyone told you, hey, you need to do this, you need to check out this when you get time? Uh, absolutely. Uh, all of the activities that you can do on the, on the river and, and uh, so many things with the mountains. So uh, our family's a big outdoors group and, and uh, looking forward to all those things. I'm glad you mentioned your family because I want you to talk about them a little bit more. We'll start with your wife, Dawn. Talk about her, how you met her, and just what she means to you. Yeah, I actually met her in Algebra 2. She needed help uh, getting uh, getting schooled up. I'm joking about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, we knew each other in, in high school. Um, uh, she was an athlete, a uh, really good basketball player and volleyball player. actually went and played uh, Division 2 uh, for a little bit. and, and uh, But uh, dated in high school, and, and um, you know she's been the love of my life. She's the uh, the co-pilot of uh, of our family, and really probably the pilot uh, most of the time. Um, she's really excited, and our kids are too to to be coming here to, to Knoxville. But um, we knew each other in high school, and and uh, obviously we've uh, tracked all over the country in the in the coaching profession. Uh, she's really excited uh, just to to pour into our players here. Um, a big part of of what she does every day is just being around the facility and getting to know those guys and and um, you know helping them through their their growth process. And obviously our two young kids. Uh, are a big part of our lives as well. How important is it for your wife to be involved with you here at Tennessee? Yeah, I think it's it's a huge part of, of creating the culture uh, of what we want to be. Um, you know, I think uh, family is a word that gets thrown a lot in, uh, around a lot in recruiting. I think there's very few football programs that oper- operate that way. Um, we want to create a culture of love, uh, of accountability, certainly with our players too. Um, but we want to get to know them and, and help them uh, go chase their dreams and goals outside of the game of football as well. I think you're recruiting 18-year-old young men that are going away from home for the first time. There's so many obstacles that they've overcome, great successes as well. Um, but they're going to have ups and downs during the course of, of their stay here. And so I think it takes a community to raise kids. And, and I still feel like we're an extension of, of the families that are dropping them off here. And my wife is a, a huge part of that. I think it's also really important for our staff, right? Um, we want continuity and we want uh, Knoxville, Tennessee to be a great place uh, for our coaches, but their families, their wives and kids. And, and my wife does a great job of welcoming, welcoming them 
uh, and, uh, and creating an atmosphere uh, where everybody's in it together. You talked about this a little bit in your press conference, but Hannah and Jace, have they accepted that, okay, Knoxville <laughs> is going to be home now? Yeah, they absolutely are. Uh, they had uh, college day at, the, at their school <clears throat> when they got back. Um, they left a couple of days after the press conference, and uh, they had their Tennessee gear on. They were excited to, to represent that. I think that's you know <clears throat> the two toughest things when you, when you decide to take another job and, and leave where you're currently at is uh, first telling your, your team um, you've recruited them, uh, you've poured into them, uh, you operate as, as, a, as a true family, right? Uh, the ups and downs, the, the bumps and bruises, and, and uh, love those guys. So that's a tough conversation. And then you talk about uh, telling your own kids too and sitting them down on the couch and telling them that, that uh, we're going to be moving. And, and uh, Hannah, my daughter, 12 years old, she had tears running down her eyes uh, <laughs> a little bit when we first told her, but immediately said, that's a great opportunity. You got to take that and, and uh, going to be excited. Jace took a little bit longer. Uh, by the time we got to the plane, he saw the orange wings. Uh, he was pretty excited uh, when he, we got dropped off for the press conference and he was able to walk into Neyland Stadium and look around. He thought this is pretty cool. And, and uh, they're, uh, they're excited to wear that tee. Oh, yeah. And the, the Peyton Manning helps, too, yeah, getting to yeah. meet him one day. <laughs> yeah, when we, uh, when we were on the plane and, and just uh, got a text message from him and, and we were able to go back and forth, uh, Jace figured out, you know what, it might be pretty cool to catch a pass from him one day. It uh, be a, a great experience for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if I were a kid, I'd probably miss Disney World. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we, uh, we loved Orlando and, and there's so many activities down there. But uh, we really are a family that uh, likes being outside, and, and there's so many unique things here just in the short time that I've been here. Uh, we got some staff that have been here before, uh, in particular in our recruiting department, that know the, the lay, of, uh, lay of the land here and, and throughout the state. Uh, our family's really excited to, to just be a part of Tennessee and, and Knoxville community. That's awesome. Well, I want to hear about you when you were a kid, when you started playing football. So I know your dad was a coach. Is he the main reason you got involved or did you want to do it? Well, I think I probably would have headed that direction anyways. Uh, love competing and, and love trying anything that deals with, uh, with the ball. Um, my dad uh, was a, a high school coach when I was real young in the same community that I ended up growing up in the entire time. It's a rare occurrence in, in uh, football that we didn't move around from uh, city to city. Um, but became a defensive coordinator and then a head coach at the Division II college there in that town. And I mean, from the time I can remember uh, just being involved in, in athletics and being around it, um, you know, waking up at, you know, six in the morning, driving with him to, to training camp in the morning, uh, helping the players, being a part of like mixing their morning breakfast, you know, and, and uh, uh, on game days, being the ball boy, changing out their cleats beforehand as they're getting ready to go to the stadium. Uh, those experiences were a big part of, of my childhood. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of the relationships that he had with his players are still close friends of mine to this day. It's uh, uh, football, I think, is, is uh, it's what I love about it. It's just the relationships that you form in a way that uh, you really wouldn't uh, in any other way be able to, uh, to have. Seeing what it takes just to be at a Division II college and to play football there – did that help you when you were in high school seeing, you know, what it took to be a college athlete and then once you got to college? For sure. Uh, the great players that, that you're around on any level, it doesn't, doesn't matter. <clears throat> Their characteristics and traits are, are all the same. They're fierce competitors. Uh, they're great teammates. And uh, they work extremely, extremely hard. They're the first guys in, the last ones to leave. And as I was growing up, you got a chance to see that. You saw the great players, how they practiced. Uh, I sat in meetings. You know, my dad was a linebacker coach, defense, or a defensive back coach, so I sat in those meetings all the time and listened to him, what was being taught. 
how they acted uh, in the meeting room. And that was a huge part uh, of my development and I would say my work ethic and the ability to set goals. And um, that's a, a big part of, of who I am today. Did you always want to be a quarterback? <clears throat> I did not. I thought I was uh, athletic enough to be a, a defensive back when I first started out and, and uh, quickly learned that uh, that probably wasn't going to be my primary position. Uh, you know, just growing up where I did, we really didn't start football until uh, fifth grade. Played fo flag football in fifth and sixth, and then you got into tackle football in seventh grade. And I played all different positions, played linebacker, tight end, uh, played some quarterback too. And, and, um, Really, my freshman year, that's when I, I kind of pinpointed quarterback was going to be my position and um, fell in love with the position just because the, the opportunity to, to have the ball in your hands, right, and be a decision maker and in some ways be in control of the game. And, and then the impact that you had is, as far as naturally being in a leadership position, too. I think those two things combined that when I got into, you know, my sophomore year of high school, played varsity, you know, football and basketball, um, just kind of after the season of that, just made a decision that football was the direction I wanted to go. So after that, you realized, okay, I can go somewhere with this sport. Um, I don't know if I realized that uh, I would be able to for sure, but uh, I was a pretty good player and, and uh, knew that it was the passion in my life and, and uh, worked really hard at it. And, you know, during basketball season, I'd stay after uh, basketball practice and bring my wideouts in and we'd throw the football in the gym, you know. And, and um, I think just after that sophomore season, became laser focused that, that I wanted to pursue it as much as I possibly could. Where that would land for me, I had no idea. And my college uh, football journey is a unique one, certainly, but uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's where I want to go next. College football, kind of walk me through that journey. <laughs> well, uh, growing up in South Dakota, wasn't the most highly kid. This is before Huddle and, and uh, all your tape was uh, on, the, uh, on the internet. Uh, you know, was recruited by some smaller 1A schools and, and uh, ultimately ended up signing with the 1AA school and <clears throat> played as a, a redshirt freshman. Um, decided that wasn't the right place for me at that time and, and uh, went to a junior college called Snow Junior College, uh, which you can imagine what that looked like, right, if it's named Snow. And um, uh, had a great experience there and ultimately got recruited uh, by Mike Leach to, uh, to Oklahoma. Bob Stoops was the, the newly uh, named head coach and we were able to flip a, a football program around in two years. I don't think they had been to a bowl game maybe in the previous five seasons before that and ultimately went and won a conference championship and won a national championship. What was that like when Oklahoma approached you and wanted you to come play quarterback there? Uh, exciting for me. Um, you know, I was recruited by other schools uh, at that time as well. Um, kind of understood my skill set and, and what type of offense I, I was looking for. Obviously, uh, as a junior college player, you're looking for an opportunity to make a, a pretty quick impact and be at a, a position where they need somebody to come in and, and be a difference maker. And, and through my experience with, with Mike, uh, just you know, talking about the offense, talking about his vision for what we were going to do, what the quarterback's role was in that, found out that uh, it would be the right place at the right time with the right people and felt like we had an opportunity to do something special there. And you guys definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, you know, for me just throughout my career, um, you know, the, the high school uh, that I grew up in, a great basketball, you know, would play in state tournament and, you know, we played for a state championship and, and we're ranked number one, two or three in the state every year. Um, football wise, hadn't won in a long time and uh, just building that program up senior year had a really good run uh, was uh, that challenge uh, of building something was uh, was a lot of fun to me. And, and same thing at Oklahoma. And I, I look back on my experiences. <clears throat> that process of taking something over, 
having a vision and then creating a culture where everybody's in it together and competing every day to go chase that goal and dream have uh, been the, the greatest uh, times of, of uh, joy, I think, in, in my coaching career and playing career. Mm-hmm. What was that championship season like for you? You know, I think when you're going through it, um, as a competitor, you're, you're just kind of living day to day and, and week to week. You're so enthralled in just the moment uh, of where you're at. Uh, I don't think you get to enjoy the past successes um, the way you do when you until you look back on it and you're so focused on the the next step. And we talk about, or I talk about it with our football team, wherever I've been, that as a competitor, you're only as good as the next performance. Um, your family, your friends, everybody's going to talk about the previous one, the media. You got to um, be focused in on, on what's coming next. Uh, but I think it was a, a journey of, of a brotherhood that's really special, that uh, is still together today. Uh, it's a, a season of, of impact that changed the future of that program in a lot of ways and uh, a source of, of great pride and uh, just uh, one of the great journeys of my life. And you said you like the challenge of the rebuilding process. And that was not the first time that you've had to be a part of a rebuilding process. High school, Oklahoma, UCF, and now here at Tennessee. So kind of talk about that and just why you like that challenge so much. When you wake up in the morning, um, having a challenge in front of you is is a big part of, of you um, having a great energy and great focus. Um, it's a part of building something, uh, not just with yourself, but with the community of people around you, you know, your coaching staff, your players. <clears throat> I think it, it just, it brings people together in a different way than it does if you're trying to maintain something. And uh, uh, I think that is why the reason, uh, is the reason why I love that journey and that chase of, of, uh, of building a, a program into uh to what this iconic logo really is all about. This is one of the great brands in college athletics, but certainly in college football too. And you look at the the rich tradition of players and championships that have been here. Um, there's a lot to celebrate right here. Um, and I want to welcome all of those former players and all of those former great teams back here. I think that's an important part uh, of what we did at Oklahoma is <clears throat> those great players and those great teams started coming back and sharing their experience while they were here, here uh, at that university, but also just real life experiences as well. And, and when you can connect the present with the past, uh, you're providing a, a really powerful future. Coming up, you'll get to hear more about Coach Heupel's journey to becoming a head coach. But first, another word from our friends over at First Horizon. First Horizon is the only place where you can buy the Vols Power T debit card. And that's because they're the official bank of the Vols. Vol Nation, join in on 100 years at Neyland Stadium this fall. From sideline, lower end zone, and chair back seats of the Upper North, season tickets are available in a wide variety of areas of Neyland. Experience Neyland via a 3D map to select your seats based on your preference. Season tickets for eight home games start as low as $300, and a payment plan is available. Visit allvols.com any time of the day to view, live chat, or purchase seats. So your time at Oklahoma, when that came to a close, the NFL ended up not working out because of an injury, correct? Yeah, I tore a ligament in my, my throwing wrist, a really unique uh, set of circumstances as far as how it, it actually happened. And, uh, you know, ended up having, having surgery, uh, lost a bunch of range of motion in my wrist, 
uh, was drafted by Miami initially, uh, had the surgery, uh, went up to Green Bay immediately and started rehabbing. Uh, wasn't able to pass the physical uh, to get into training camp. Took a year off. Wasn't ready to give up on the playing career. <laughs> uh, was going to continue that chase. And uh, at that time, NFL Europe existed and had planned on going over. Uh, I think I was uh, picked up by the Barcelona team and went down to training camp and all the teams come together. Went through the medical process and uh, what didn't pass the physical there either. And at that point, um, the decision was made for me that I was going to have to do something else. And my passion and purpose uh, turned uh, directly to coaching. And so did you ever think one day that you would become a coach? Was that something that you wanted to do once your playing career ended or did it just kind of happen? <laughs> I think in the back of my mind, I, I love the, the competitive arena. Uh, initially, that side of coaching, uh, I think now it, it's about the relationships and providing a platform. That's the great thing about being a head coach is you have influence over an entire uh, program in the culture and environment that's created, but also the experiences that you're trying to provide for your student athletes outside of the game, right? The, the game of football is a great teacher for life, right? But you're trying to provide those experiences outside that are going to ensure success uh, when your players turn pro, and that's not necessarily pro football, uh, but when they uh, go into their uh, career choice. Um, but as a player, when I got done, or I guess through my playing career, probably thought I would get into coaching. Uh, one, it's something that gave me, a, a, I don't know, an option if I didn't want to get into coaching something, a degree that was applicable in, in a lot of different ways. Ended up with a business marketing degree and uh, still probably use that every day too. So you were able to go back to Oklahoma, the place where you found success, and you were able to help bring even more success there. So what was it like being able to coach at your alma mater? It was awesome to be back in, in Oklahoma, familiarity with the staff, the people, uh, pour back into to some of the guys that were there when I uh, first started, or when I was finishing my career, they were just getting started, and um, um, you know had an opportunity to to be a part of two teams that went and played national championship games again, um, another one, you know, I mean maybe three or four years after that, so three national championship game experiences, a ton of success. See how uh, coach led a, a phenomenal program and what you have to do on a consistent basis to to continue to push forward and build. Was it tough going from player mentality to coach mentality so quickly? No, I, I think having played the, the quarterback position, uh, probably if you talk to a lot of the guys that I played with, uh, the coaching mentality was probably <laughs> always there. I'm not sure they always appreciated that, but uh, <laughs> certainly uh, approached the game that way. Once your time at Oklahoma came to a close, did you take some time to just evaluate yourself, what you wanted out of coaching? Yeah, for sure. I think you, you kind of recalibrate every single year. You look at uh, at the end of the year, you look back on what were the successes, what were the failures, and, and how do you want to move forward, and, and how do you um, build the right environment? And, you know, if it's X's and O's, what are you going to do schematically? And, and so I had an opportunity to, you know, you go down a path and you're trying to play a part of, of three phases of the game which is important, right? Everything, everybody plays together, offense, defense, special teams, but I was also able to recalibrate just, you know, who and what I wanted to be on the offensive side of the football for sure. Yeah, and what did you discover when you decided what you wanted to be? Uh, just to get back to, to some of the things that we had done, you know, and, and you evolve uh, as a program, right? And, and what's uh, wanted uh, from an offensive side of the football from a global view as, as, a, as a head coach. Um, but for me, just to have the opportunity to get back to, to playing with tempo, playing in space, um, and, uh, and putting pressure on the 
defense. And then you had two more stops and then you landed your first head coaching job. So how did your philosophy change or did it change at all from the coordinator spots to the head coaching job? You're in a different role and, and you're, you're not in charge of an offense where you're really concerned about the X's and O's of, of what you're doing. You go into a CEO role, still concerned about the X's and O's, but now you're concerned about offense, defense, special teams. And uh, I, again, I think what's different is you're, you're trying to install a culture uh, of how you want to interact. What are the, uh, uh, the standards of operation in everything that you do for your staff and for your players? And being mindful of uh, when you're in that head coaching role, right? Every interaction has a huge ripple effect uh, to every level of, of your program. And um, I think those first three years at, at UCF were, um, uh, were awesome, were great, a uh, ton of success. Um, but in taking over another program, you instill all those lessons that you learned from those experiences, uh, and uh, we start anew here and, and, uh, and build this the right way. The culture that you want or the experiences that you want people to have, have they evolved over the last three years? Yeah, I think fundamentally uh, who I am uh, <laughs> as a person and what I believe in, um, I, I think people that have been with me for a long time would say, you know, he's relatively pretty much the same guy. I think the ability... Uh, to communicate in, in a clear vision of what you want to do and making sure that uh, the people around you uh, understand your vision in a very clear manner and your interactions with everybody. I think you'll learn lessons along the way about how to do it just a little bit better and be clearer in that message. Well, before you got to Tennessee, you've at least had a little bit of taste of what it's like to be in Neyland Stadium when you were with Mizzou. And you talked about it a little bit in your press conference, but I want to hear what it was like for you being not even the home team and being inside Neyland yeah, Stadium. Uh, driving up to the stadium, uh, you see the size and the, and the mass of it, uh, the energy that surrounds uh, Neyland as, as you're driving in the fan base. Uh, getting after the opponent team as, as you're getting off of the bus, uh, coming out, being on the sidelines. Uh, it is it is a great venue in college football. And the passion that surrounds Tennessee football is second to none. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to see the stadium absolutely full and run through that tee. I remember just sitting on or standing on the sidelines uh, looking at the opposing uh, stadium as they're running, or opposing sideline as they're running out. Uh, it's an electric atmosphere. And, and uh, I said it during the press conference, man, it's one that gives you goosebumps whenever you think about it. Hannah and Jay should run through the team with hey, you one game. I, if, I, if I can get that done, we're going to. Uh, we're accustomed, uh, you know, our coaches. <clears throat> typically, uh, we let our, our uh, you know, there's a lot of sons and daughters out there, right? And there's so many things that as a coach's kid you miss out on. Uh, but there's great experiences that are a part of growing up that way too. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. But our coaches usually uh, are able to, to walk into the stadium with their kids and, you know, throw the ball around for five minutes with them. Uh, before the, the players come out. I just think uh, involving your, your kids in what you're doing is really important. Well, now you're at Tennessee. Obviously, you've only been here for a week and a day, so <laughs> still a lot, to, a lot to learn, a lot of things to do. But what are you doing now just to get to know your players? It's the most important thing you do. You're, you're juggling a lot of balls that are up in the air right now, um, you know, recruiting, hiring a staff, um, getting to know you know, alumni and donors. Um, but the most important thing you do is get to know your players. And you have an introductory team meeting, right? Tell them who and what you are. But those are just words, right? It really comes down to actions. And uh, you got to earn trust from your players. 
Uh, a lot of them have come up and had an individual meeting with me, might be five minutes, might be 25 minutes, uh, just trying to get to know who they are and what are the hardships that they've had to overcome, what are their great successes, how, what's their experience uh, here been like. Uh, I've met with uh, leadership council and just trying to understand, you know, what are the things of concern here and why do they feel like they hadn't been successful? What can we change uh, immediately to help their experience out? What are the things that they want? Um, and uh, you try to move forward. And the word fun, I've heard that a lot since you've been here. How do you make football fun, but also serious? Man, uh, these guys are here because they're great competitors. If they weren't, they weren't, wouldn't, wouldn't have been recruited. Um, so that is fun for them, right? But I think it's about being connected. And, and <clears throat> this is a tough game played by tough men. Um, it's hard. And, you know, people use the word grind. I don't like using that word. Um, we should be having a ton of competition in what we're doing, but we should enjoy what we're doing too. And, and to me, if, if you trust the people that are in place to help you succeed, your coaches, your support staff, as a player I'm talking about, then you have an opportunity to have a real relationship, one that's not just based on a win and a loss. And that can be on a given play or on Saturday afternoon. The game's got to be bigger than that. It's got to be about impact, impacting young people's lives. I, I believe that if they understand that you love them and that you're going to help them succeed outside of the game of football, they'll do whatever you are asking them to do inside of the game. And I think if you approach it that way, you're going to win in life and you're going to win on the football field. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I want to hear one thing. It might be hard to pick one thing, but one thing you are most excited about going forward. So it could be a tradition on game day or something here. Is there one thing you can think of that you're really excited to do? Man, uh, for sure, uh, running out of the locker room, running through the tee, hanging a right, and hearing Rocky Top, for sure. Awesome. Well, Coach, we're excited to have you on Rocky Top, and thank you so much for taking some time to come on The Slice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Slice. New episodes drop on Monday, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out. And hey, if you're feeling generous, leave us a review. Also, make sure you follow Vol Football, that's Vol underscore football, and VFL Films, VFL underscore films, on social media so you can stay up to date on what's happening on The Slice. I'll talk to you guys soon. The Slice is a product of Tennessee Athletics, recorded live at the Ray and Lucy Hand Digital Studio. Hosted and written by Casey Funderburg. Produced by Isaac Fowler. Sound design and technical support by Paul Jones and Colton Carnley at Oralation Studios in Knoxville, Tennessee. Music provided by APM Music. Additional support from Barry Rice, Bill Martin, Jimmy Delaney, Evan Ford, Daniel Hansen, Kellen Heiser, and Caleb Jones. Until we meet again, thank you and good afternoon.